Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is Wednesday, November 10th, 2021, and today we are reading in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter Working with Others, and we are on page 98, the first paragraph. It is not a matter of giving that is in question, but when and how to give unpacking that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you to Team Wednesday, Nancy T, Dara L, Kathy S, Heidi B, Terry S, our newcomer greeter, Reva P, and our host, Chris G, for the second unrecorded hour. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, November 9th, 7 a.m., is 18,052, that's 18052, and for the 10 a.m. meeting, 18,054. That's 18054. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Heidi B. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Heidi. Good morning, Heidi B. from New York. Um, The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you. 
I will now ask for Terry S. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Terry. Good morning. This is Terry S. in Florida. 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. A group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Now you all may be wondering how our meeting works. Well... Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. We are in the chapter, Working with Others, on page 98, the first paragraph, and I'm going to ask Nancy T. to get us started. Go ahead, Nancy. We can't wait. Thank you, Amy. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. It is not the matter of giving that is in question, but when and how to give. That often makes the difference between failure and success. The minute we put our work on a service plane, the alcoholic commences to rely on our assistance rather than upon God. He clamors for this or that, claiming he cannot master alcohol until his material needs are cared for. Nonsense. Some of us have taken very hard knocks to learn this truth. 
job or no job, wife or no wife, we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on God. Love that paragraph. There's very few in the big book that I don't love. Um, that is, it's really hard sometimes when you, when I first start working with a newcomer to keep the focus on the steps and building a relationship with a higher power and not on me. Because it was the same way when I came in. I saw that my sponsor had recovered, and that's what I wanted, and I wanted to do exactly what she did, and I wanted to have exactly her experience. I wanted to eat the same food. I wanted to, I mean, you know, I was, I wanted to just emulate her. And bless her heart, she did a great job of um, keeping when she shared her experience, strength, and hope with me, she shared how God did for her what she could not do for herself. And that's exactly what I needed to hear because when we first come in, we don't know that we can trust God. You know, we've already tried putting job or wife or um, doctor or nutritionist or therapist, all those things to fix us, and none of them could. So we're here now at this desperate place. We don't know yet that we can trust in a higher power, but we know that we see a person in front of us who's willing to take us through these 12 steps and that it worked for her, so maybe it can work for me. So I, in that sense, they can rely on that I recovered and they can too, but I can't do it for them. I can't do the work for them. I can't be their higher power. I can just lead them through. Um, I have had many times where someone will say, well, I don't have a good job, so I can't afford to buy the food I need or this. You know, we've all heard all the reasons that they can't eat healthy. And, you know, often I have said to somebody who says, I just don't even know how I'm going to get the food. I say, well, how about you pray and I pray, and then let's come back together tomorrow and just see what ideas we've come up with to get you the food you need just for today. And that really can help them focus on relying on God one day at a time. And then, of course, we get through the steps quickly. You know, when you're, ta- when you're dealing with somebody who is still sick, spiritually sick, we've got to get them spiritually well so that they can place their dependence on God. Um, it's a great chapter or paragraph. There's so much in here um, to piece apart. But um, I love the last part of it. Job or no job, wife or no wife, we simply do not stop drinking as long as we place dependence upon people instead of God. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Nancy. All right. What a great way to get us started. Okay. If you have shared, although we love to hear you share, if you have shared in the last two days, which would be Tuesday or Monday, we ask that you allow others to share their experience, strength, and hope. So who would like to share today? First name and a first name. Katie G. from Boston. Tina S. Kate, Barbara, Tina, Barbara, S, A, Dara, Reba, L, Dara, Rachel, S, K, Barbara, Barbara, Rachel, K. Oops, sorry, you said that. Rachel, K. Okay, Andy, so, I'm sorry, Andy, F, Amy, Sandy, 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 F, Amy, L. Okay, so we're going to stop right there. This is what I got. Very good. All right, Terry J, we'll put you on there. Uh, okay, so this is what I have. Katie G, Tina S, Reva P, Dara, Dara, Dara L, Barbara E, Rachel K, Sandy S, Amy L, Terry J. All right, 
if I didn't get your last initial correct, you feel free to correct me. All right, great group. Here we go. Let's rock and roll. Katie G, you're up, followed by Tina S. Hey, good morning, Amy. Thanks for taking the meeting. Uh, I came in at the age of 27, and um, I just, I explained to my sponsor that I just had a little bit of an issue with food, right? And I had to go on to graduate school, and I had to figure out who I was going to be, because if I didn't know who I was, then I wasn't going to be that person, and then I wasn't going to meet my husband, and I wasn't going to have my children, and we weren't going to ride off into the sunset for the perfect life, right? And the thing is, what y'all told me is that I need to put my program, this program of recovery first. Anything that I put before program or before God will go. And so boyfriend or no boyfriend, job or no job, body or no body, relationship or no relationship, I cannot stay abstinent if it's dependent on my external situations. And I, thanks be to God, I'm a recovered compulsive eater, anorexic and bulimic. I'm so low bottom. I don't know why God has given me the opportunity to have this seat in Overeaters Anonymous. And it is a pleasure and it is a privilege. But I can still get caught on B. So what are the ABCs? A, I am powerless over food. My life is unmanageable, no matter whether I'm eating or not. And B, that no human power. Why do I do step 10s? Because I'm like, if, if my husband did this, I would be okay. If you did that, if you shared that, if you didn't share that, if I had that job, if I had, because I get very externally focused. The point of this program, like I remember early in recovery, searching online for a, a psychology degree. Like that was going to fix me hours upon hours. Or I'd search on Facebook. Or I'd look for like the next sexy recovery thing that was going to fix me. And the thing is that I find over and over again that my, that my predecessors teach me, my spiritual guides teach me, is the dependence on God comes from, from these first 164 pages not changed. It depends on recovery, not changed. It, it depends on the traditions and the steps and take and going from yeah, but to yes, ma'am. Because the thing is, life is going to happen. And I could list out all of the life circumstances that have happened to me, but I don't need to because it's happening to all of us. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to eat Compulsively, I don't want to hurt myself with food, and that is such a miracle because for today, contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition, I've got God, I've got all of you, and I don't have to hurt myself with food. And with that, I do pass. Good timing. Thank you so much, Katie G. All right, Tina S., you're up, followed by Reba P. Go ahead, Tina. Thanks so much, Amy. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. And yeah, great paragraph, like all the rest in the big book for specific direct instructions, you know, and, and I love that it says it's not a matter of giving that is in question, but when and how to give, you know, when and how do I do that? And, and let me just tell you, when I came here, I didn't come here for no God. I didn't come here for no spiritual awakening. I came here so that somebody else could give me the plant or somebody else could fix me. That's just the truth, you know, but the longer I stayed with those, um, in mind, I didn't get a result, 
you know, because it tells me in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that, excuse me, lack of power is my dilemma, you know, that I must find a power greater than myself, which will solve all my problems, you know, and, you know, when I get here, they tell me, you know, I'm in in step one, you know, I have a twofold disease, allergy of the body, obsession of the mind, you know, put down the allergic foods, I take care of the body stuff, but the solution, (coughs) excuse me, for the mind problem is two through 12. You know, and it's all about a spiritual awakening. It's all about dependent on a power greater than myself. You know, and and I loved what was shared. You know, I, I, I too, you know, got a sponsor and I wanted what she had and I wanted her to, you know, give me all of that. But what she did give me was the, the specific specific instructions in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous on how to have a spiritual awakening, on how to depend on a power greater than myself. You know, she showed me that. Plus, you know, we prayed and, and, and she said, you know, if I didn't have, if I didn't know what to do, she, and she would say the same thing, let's pray about that. And then let's see what we can do. What comes up, what, what happens when we pray, you know, and I didn't believe in, in much of that. But my experience is, Today is that looking over my shoulder, that is exactly what happened, is God did for me what I could not do for myself, you know, and, you know, and that's the good news, because human beings will fail us, just like it was shared with the ABCs, you know, and the only solution that I have today is a power greater than myself, and, you know, and I've done all that too, did the, put the job in front of it, put the wife in front of it, but, you know, I couldn't stay absent. You know, I could not do that with that. And so for me, you know, it, it's, it's God or it's, it's disease, you know. So with that, I'll pass. Great stuff. Looking forward to hear what everyone else has to share. Thanks. Thank you so much, Tina. All right. Reva P. followed by Dara, Dara L. or Dara S. Go ahead, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, um, usually in Toronto, but currently in Montreal. Um, just sitting my timer. Um, yeah, lots in this paragraph. So first of all, when and how to give. Um, I'm thinking of the giving in terms of the guidance. And so grateful for my sponsor who knows when and how to give and doesn't give me the answers and doesn't tell me exactly what to do in specific situations but gives me guidance um, and the people who I call, you know, from my step 10s give me um, the guidance through the steps so that I can access guidance and direction and power and strength from my higher power um, because that makes the difference between failure and success. Um, yeah, so I'm not carried emotionally and uh, learning to depend on people instead of my higher power. And I love this nonsense, Um, job or job, no job, wife or no wife, that debunks the biggest old belief, the biggest lie that I had and currently still fall into is the if onlys. If only I had such and such, if only such and such was going a certain way, I would not only be abstinent, I would be peaceful, I would be happy, life would be great. And this is such another great reminder that my abstinence, but more importantly, my serenity, my spiritual life is independent of my external circumstances. Um, And it reminds me where it says, 
um, on page 68, you know, I either am I going to depend on self or other people or things, or do I put my trust in infinite God rather than finite selves? And if I do, I can match calamity with serenity. And calamity could be an external, you know, negative circumstance. Calamity could just be the crazy emotions and tension that build up when I'm not spiritually fit. So I am so grateful for the reminder that my dependence is on God, putting the food down, working the steps, clears my channel so I can access that. Um, and thank you, God, that people don't let me lean on them and remind me where the true source of power is. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Riva. Next up, Dara, Dara L, and Barbara E. Is it Dara S? Oh, great. Thanks. It's Dara L. Dara L. That's what I thought. I don't know where I came up with the F, but there you go. Please no go worries. ahead. You have the floor. Uh, Great thing from Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And, you know, in this paragraph, I see that the danger for the sponsor and the sponsee, I think, are always the same, right? It's worshiping something ahead of my conception of a higher power. And that's true whether I come in and I've got, you know, a minute and a half of abstinence or, you know, 30 years or anything in between. And I think that. Um, my experience is that the things that I worship could be food. Um, they could be myself, which is super dangerous, right? And I and I think it's easy for me to try to save someone, and then I'm playing God. You know, I'm thinking that I, I I've got this. You know, I I'm like the rescuer. You know, I want to like put on my cape and 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 fix the world. And and that is a dangerous place for someone like me to go. Um, but what I really relate to is this worshiping of external conditions, this belief that, you know, if I just had the job, if I just had the boyfriend, if I just have the whatever it is, then I'll be okay on the inside. If my outsides are what I want, then my insides will be what I want. You know, I'll have that ease and that comfort that I always went to food for. Um, and, you know, I, I hear in this paragraph like an unconditional commitment to recovery. Can I make an unconditional commitment that whatever the externals, um, whether I am the person being sponsored or whether I am the person sponsoring, like that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on that same path, that path to God and that path to conscious contact. And um, I'll just share, you know, the worst thing that ever happened to me um, in abstinence was getting everything I thought I wanted. And I remember I got... You know, I got the job, I got the boyfriend, I got everything that I thought I wanted. And I looked around and I felt like I was still dying inside and I was stark raving abstinent and I went back to the food. Um, and so today, you know, I really have to remind myself because I, I, I always think, you know, the, the outsides are going to, if I can just manage well, you know, then, then everything will be great. Um, and I love the mention of the 10 steps, like that the answer is always God, whether I have nothing or whether I have everything. And I've been lucky enough to have both and relapse under both set of circumstances, you know, whatever the external condition, if my inner connection isn't present, I'm going to kill myself or someone else. And I really believe that today. And I, I can't forget that whether I'm recovered, um, 
you know, and hopefully people who are who are coming in and, and who are new, whatever your external circumstances, you know, nothing is too good or too bad to get this recovery. And I don't believe that anybody has to be a low bottom in terms of external circumstances. I think the bottom is the same for all of us, which is a recognition that like, I'm screwed, you know, I'm screwed if I don't put the food down and then run towards God. Um, and with that, I'll pass and thanks so much. Thank you so much, Dara L. Okay, Barbara E. followed by Rachel K. Go ahead, Barbara. Good morning. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey. Everyone has, thank you for your service. Everyone's focused on that last sentence, so I won't read it again, but it's so true for me. Freedom isn't free, and and I can't make my sponsor or even the group my God. I must be in constant contact with God or whatever I choose to call it, but not another imperfect person doing our best to ourselves to work the 12 principles of this program. For, I tr- for if I truly want something, I've got to work for it, not acting one way on the outside, but inside fearing everything, not building a wall around myself, not letting anyone see the real me. Recovery is about my taking action. I will have to act my way into right thinking, not think my way into right acting, not to analyze but utilize, to unblock the obstacles that are blocking me so I can receive the gift of life and peace to acknowledge my feelings which come from my fears, my anger, and my desire to control the world, and trust and share my truth with another and, of course, with my God, to receive the gift of life and peace and turn to how I can be of service and help another person suffering from food issues and deal with life. No whining, Barbara, but taking personal responsibility for my actions and reactions. I have to let go of my master mental planning and accept the world as it is and my advancing age too. But that gives me the advantage of being able to do more service, trying my imperfect best to live each day by the moral principles contained in the 12 steps, surrendering control and sharing with another and finding my place in the world and accepting God is in charge of the outcome and to feel unconditional love for others, even if we have differing opinions. And for me, doing my nightly review and sending it to another and praying in the morning and saying the third step prayer, thanking God for giving me another day on my journey in life and asking God to guide me and the opportunity to be abstinent and be of service and pause all through the day to ask God how to be useful. And thank God for my beautiful weighed measured meals and knowing when that meal is through, it's really through. Realizing I'm, thank you, realizing I'm never to, Oh, is that me? Realizing that's your timer. Oh, that's my timer. Okay, finishing my sentence then. Realizing I'm never too old to learn to change and improve. And if my disease is doing push-ups, 
my recovery has to be doing them even harder. Thank you, I pass. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much, Barbara. Okay, Rachel K. followed by Sandy S. Go ahead, Rachel. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Rachel K. in Northern California. Um, yeah, okay. It's kind of early to do this, but um, let's let's do some grammar. Uh, we're in English class now. Um, some adverbs and some conjunctions. Somebody brought up um, if if only, you know, if only this. My problem is is always as soon as, as soon as this, like as soon as I get um, the right boyfriend or as soon as, you know, I get caught, my big one is as soon as I get caught up on such and such, you know, I'll let go of this defect or, you know, um, as soon as I get financially stable, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as. I can't wait for as soon as. Um, to recover, to do this work. My life is right now. It's right now at this moment. Um, and when I finally did put down the food um, by the grace of God uh, over 20 years ago, I realized that as soon as was never going to come. It was never going to come. This was my life right now. You know, as soon as this, you know, as, as soon as I get my life in order, as soon as it, it was never going to come. And that was when I realized, oh, my God, this is my life. This is my life right now. This, this misery, unless, unless I become willing to, to put down the food, was the first. That was step zero. That was step zero. And to rely on a power greater than myself, not any person. I mean, yes, people helped me. And I had to basically expose my, you know, my ugly, ugly side to people that would listen. Um, and it wasn't the perfect sponsor. You know, I wanted to wait for the sponsor that I, whose experience completely mirrored mine um, and who I could 100% totally relate to and could 100% get it. Well, nobody's going to 100% get me except for God. And so, you know, it, it, it even says like in the AA 12 and 12, this doesn't even have to be, you know, when you recover, when you do your fourth and fifth step, doesn't even, it, it can be like a, a priest, it can be whatever. And yes, they were limited on sponsors because this was like, you know, early in AA, they didn't have a lot of people in the fellowship period. But um it's true. Like uh, this, this doesn't have to be with the perfect person. If if I wait for the perfect circumstances to recover, bottom line, if I wait until it's just right, you know, the uh, the the timing is just right, and I have the perfect concert. Oh, I think that's my time. Sorry, um, I'm never gonna recover. You know, it's now. It's now or never. So anyway, thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good day. I pass. Thank you, Rachel. That's certainly a grammar lesson I can dig into. <laughs> All right, Sandy S. followed by Amy L. Hi, this is Sandy S. from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, as long as we depend upon other people instead of God, that is a huge issue for me. Um, when I became abstinent a long time ago, 
I remember being on the phone with people like five, six hours a day. And um, even now, I cannot go through a day without calling someone to, to help me calm down. So I just want to, for the sake of truthfulness, um, say that my primary addiction, my primary problem was never food. The primary problem I have, which kind of puts me in a, you know, different category than most people in a way, is mental illness. I've shared that. Um, that's what's rampant in my family. It's not, I'm the only one with a food addiction. And um, so I've, I've come to really trust that for me, I am powerless over my nervous system and my life has become unmanageable. And I am somewhat backing off from OA. Um, I've done that before. I've been in recovery for 45 years. And really trusting in my higher power really means that I have to reach down deep inside and really ask God, what is going to heal my nervous system? And this program, which has been fantastic for me, has healed me with food. I'm absolutely 100% healed with food, but not my nervous system. So the big step of courage is to really, for me, to withdraw from OA and really turn to my higher power rather than people in the program to, to recover, you know, to heal my nervous system, to develop new neural pathways. And um, when I've shared before, I've been told, like, the primary focus is on food. So because I'm so healthy with food, by the grace of God, um, I really need to take the biggest, bravest thing I've ever done and really ask God to help me heal. And I've been given direct direction, and I've been following that. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy. Amy L., followed by Terry J. Hi, everyone. This is Amy L. from Michigan. Can I be heard? I can hear you. Great. Thank you. So I'm new to OA. Um, I started coming about a month Welcome. ago. And right now, yeah, right now I am working on staying sober. Um, I have a sponsor and I've been working with her. But, you know, this really, this paragraph kind of, it really spoke to me because I was the person that I've done many diets, lost 50 pounds multiple times, gained it all back and so forth. So it's like, okay, after the weekend, I will start my new plan. After the holiday, or I can't do it right now because I'm going on vacation. And, you know, from there, it's just a downhill battle. Um, I had a meeting with my sponsor on Monday night, and she gave me some cold, hard truth, which is I will never be able to get sober if I'm still having the sugar. So that's your regular sugars, your um, artificial sweeteners, it's your white breads, your flowers, it's all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm going to be quite honest, I was not happy with that at all. <laughs> I was kind of feeling like I was throwing a tantrum, um, being a toddler and like, why do I have to give up this? How am I going to live with this? What am I going to do in this holiday? What am I going to do if I go on a business trip, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, I was just really praying and I'm going to be quite honest. I was saying, God, I just need your help. This is not the way it should be. I need to be able to do this. And, and I, I just re received a spiritual word from him that is, Amy, what you've been doing is not working. This is something that's going to work for you and you're going to be able to heal fully and completely. 
And, you know, although things like the holidays, the business trips, the, you know, going out to eat with my family and everything will not be the same, I feel like this is something that I can finally do. It's going to take a lot of strength from God and his grace and a lot of prayer and a lot of awakening. And, um, but I feel like I'm on the right track and I feel like this is something that's going to work for me. I have a lot of faith in this program, and I think this is what's going to give me my spiritual healing over my eating disorder once and for all. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Amy. Okay, before we go ahead to Terry J., I just want to remind folks uh, we are on page 98, the first paragraph, and uh, we will take some more names after Terry J. All right, Terry, go ahead. You have the floor. Good morning. Uh, to everybody, thank everybody for being on the line. Thank God for another day. Um, I'm just excited about all the shares I've heard so far. I've been able to gain something out of all of them, especially, and by the way, I'm Terry J. from Michigan. Uh, just excited this, this morning in particular because I've been able to string a few 24-7s together, and it's been a long time since I've been able to do that. I've been on and off vision since 2013. Probably this line was probably just getting started at that time, I would imagine, or hadn't been going long. And um, I'm just grateful this morning that I'm realizing through trial and error, you know, uh, that there are just some things I know, you know, okay, sugar, flour, those products I know without a doubt. I cannot ingest any of it without, you know, it affecting my disease. I definitely love this chapter that we're reading, even though I'm not at that point yet of being able to really work with others as far as being a sponsor. However, I can do the outreach. You know, it's still something that I can do that's going to benefit my program. I'm learning that it's not about you know, the other person altogether, but it's how I'm going to be able to stay clean by calling, reaching out to the newcomers, listening to the people that share, reaching out to them, getting suggestions, and just putting it all together in a plan that's going to work for me and keep me abstinent. So I can say I'm abstinent for today and I'm working towards recovery one day out of recovered, recovered. I do like that part about this program because I have experience in the 12-step program and I'll be coming up on a milestone in that program 22 years in a few days. However, I like that statement that my credits don't transfer. So it doesn't you know, I'm doing well on that end, and now I'm working towards being recovered um, from this food addiction, which is what I have found to be my original drug of choice. Um, I can remember going back, just looking back over my life, because that's what I do with my sponsor, you know, the exact nature of my wrongs. Uh, and as I work through these steps and on step eight and the plan to be through the 12 steps to start all over again in January with the steps and with vision. And I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful to be able to be a part of this process, to be able to call and just be a listening ear right now to somebody else. And thanks for letting me share. Have a great day. 
Thank you so much, Terry. Okay, so we're on page 98, the first paragraph. We can take a few more. Who else would like to share? Reggie O. Ross M. Larry K. Wanda, I got you. Larry K. Oh, Melissa W. I'm not sure we're going to get there. Uh, um, I've got Reggie O, Russ M, Wanda R, Larry K, and Vasa. I don't think, I'm not sure. i got to count up the minutes, but let's go with what we got here. Reggie O and Russ M. Reggie, you're up. Please go ahead. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for your service. Good morning, everybody. My name is Reggie O, gratefully recovered in the in Texas uh, today. And, you know, I have to, to, the first one of the first things I underlined and highlighted when I read this chapter was this last sentence. We simply do not stop drinking or compulsive overeating so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on God. And then I was also struck by the word service because it says the minute we put our work on a service plane, then the other compulsive eater tends to rely upon us rather than upon God. And so I was I was just thinking about that this morning. And, and service is actually the principle of the 12th step. So we do provide service, but the service that we provide is having had a spiritual awakening. We carry the message to other compulsive overeaters so that if they follow the path, you know, the 12 steps, then they too will have a spiritual awakening. And the spiritual awakening, it tells us far earlier in the book, is the answer. You know, we have a phys- we have physical problems, we have mental problems, we have a physical allergy, craving, we have a mental illness that has us doing the same thing over and over again and tripping up all over ourselves. We have all the, you know, the bedevilments, trouble with personal relationships, finances, living situations. We come in with all sorts of things. But, the, you know, this book tells us that the answer is a spiritual solution. And so <clears throat> I think this service, uh, service and this last sentence is what we do is we offer a spiritual solution. We don't offer financial advice. We don't offer therapy. Uh, and, and we may come in as financial advisors or therapists, but that's not what we're here to do. We're here to offer them the opportunity to have a spiritual awakening that will change their lives completely and likely in every area. And so that's just what I wanted to share this morning. I'm very grateful to be here, and uh, I'll pass for now. Okay, Reggie, thank you so much. Russ M. followed by Wanda R. Go ahead, Russ. Good morning, Aim. Thanks for your service. Good morning, everyone. Russ M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. When I read that first part, I think of conditions. You remember Fiddler on the Roof when they say tradition? I think of conditions. I had all BS, all kind of strings, all kind of, I'll do it the first of the year or the fall, whatever the hell that meant. Uh, You know, when the kids get older, I'll take care of myself. I mean, what kind of thinking is that? Until I... You know, I was brought to my knees until I was bludgeoned enough to either accept spiritual help or go to the better end. I couldn't change. And, you know, the big book, obviously, as everybody knows, like, he's trying so hard with a good heart. You know, uh, Phil, just do it. Just do it. I had to just do it. And I threw it down plenty of times. And I said, screw it, I'll do it my way. And I got into people. And I got into myself 
and I destroyed my life. And I ended up almost destitute and no, and have nothing else, you know, no 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 relationships and buck wild crazy. And thank God that happened because now I'm on on a, on a pretty good footing. And it's because I did the work and God worked this out. So it wasn't me, and it is about the service. When when you know when the stuff hits the fan, pick up another sponsee. That's what saved my life. Cause something metaphysical, spiritual, some whatever. I can't figure it out. It just works. It just works. And uh, you know this is this is my this is my life. This is all I have to live for is working for this program, because it brings me it brings me closer to God. And if I'm if I'm tight with the big man, things are going to be good. And I'm still broke. I'm, I'm, you know, a little crazy, getting better. And, uh, you know, I'm living a life that I never thought I would live. I'm the richest man in the world from a spiritual, emotional, and now a little bit of a physical perspective, but only because of what's going on here on this line. So, and the good Lord upstairs. So thank you very much. I hope I didn't take too much time. Have a great day. Thank you, Russ. Okie dokie. Uh, Wanda R., please go ahead. Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's beautiful in Illinois. I want to thank everybody for being on the line, and thank you for sharing. And uh, I am so grateful that I'm here. And, you know, I had uh, a sponsor I don't know, maybe 45 years ago, she used to say it never is over till the lid is shut. And, uh, you know, I just realized so many things last night. Uh, I did a fourth step, and, uh, you know, I mean, I just had to come to terms with a very old habit, uh, that hadn't changed, uh, that was before my addiction, uh, that, you know, uh, I would break promises. And, uh, you know, when I got a program, I kept the promise uh, to uh, my sponsors uh, after a nine-year relapse that I was not going to do bulimia anymore and uh so i i stopped the bulimia and uh you know that was so important uh you know and and i just focused on that you know that's all i really cared about you know just lord please you know no more of the overeating you know and so i've been abstinent for a long time, but you know, I I wasn't learning uh, that you know the reason maybe I was losing this friend or that friend was because of broken promises. You know, that's how my family raised me. You know, it didn't matter what your word was. You know, you just do whatever the heck you felt like it. You know, what looks good at the time. You know, that seemed reasonable and normal to me, but it wasn't, you know. And uh, so I learned my lesson, and, uh, you know, I know that uh, I got to keep my commitments, got to keep my word, 
And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I'll give happiness to myself and, you know, other people by uh, showing up and uh, growing up and being there and, uh, you know, uh, being someone they can count on, you know. And uh, so I'm I'm just grateful and... uh, you know, I know that uh, I I have a big commitment to the program, uh, my sponsee, and uh, I sponsor many, many people, and, uh, you know, uh, I did service work, uh, but, you know, that was always something I never goofed up on, you know, but, I mean, even doctor appointments, you know, I would cancel, reschedule. I mean, I just didn't know how to, you know, make it work. And then my husband never changed his mind, never backed down, never broke a promise. And he's just been an example, shining light in program. And, uh, you know, I'm learning slowly. So, uh, you know, even at my age, the lid did not shut. So I don't know what other lessons I might have, but I will uh, ask God to be gentle and, uh, you know, learn what I have to. Thanks for letting me talk. Have a great day. Thank you, Wanda. Okay, Larry K. followed by Vasa O. Go ahead, Larry. You're up. Okay, Amy. Ready, set, go. <laughs> I'm Larry K., <laughs> uh, recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. You know, it talks about, um, you know, that we uh, we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependent, dependence upon other people ahead of dependent, dependence upon God. You know, pe- people are messy. We're, we're difficult and we are challenging. And it's because of that that there's no perfect meeting. There never will be. But, but there must be some reason that my higher power desires for me to be unified with other people. There's something, there's something in that divine tapestry. So it's not just an isolated walk by myself that I'm going to, you know, just me and God, that's it. Don't need you. Oh, that appeals to my my isolating tendencies. No, there's something divine and sacred and miraculous about you and me together, about us, the unity stuff. So yes, I find God. I have a relationship with God. Yes, I, that's burnt into my consciousness, absolutely, um, that I have to place my reliance upon God. But without you, there's no me. Without you, there's no me. I can, I can entertain both concepts, the dual nature of my relationship to God, but needing you, absolutely. It's all part of the deal. With that, I pass. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much, Larry. Okay, Vasa O, oh, you're up, and then we'll have time for maybe one other share. We'll see. Thank you. Go Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Amy, for your service. I'm Vasa Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater Clown from Port Charlotte, Florida. And this is just an awesome paragraph. I remember when I was reading it for the first time. I just love this, the last sentence. Job or not job, wife or no wife. We simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon people. I mean, I hate to repeat this, 
But this is what did it for me because I had the dependency on other people, you know, on, on myself, you know, to help me or to help myself. And what a revelation. I said, what a freedom. I can recover, you know. I can be, you know, I can do all this stuff without all these people. I mean, I do need, I, I'm thankful that when I came in my programs, I needed people, I needed God in skin, you know. But my sponsor, her goal was for me to develop a close relationship with a power greater than myself, than people. You know, I mean, I love people, they, you know, and I like to help people, and, but I do mess up, and people do mess up too. We are not gods. So the best gift that was given to me from my sponsor was give me the program and the 12 steps and the big book. And she didn't have to do nothing much. Just follow the directions, go to meetings, read the steps. And uh, what a gift. I didn't have to write it. I don't, these people, it's amazing what they did. And I needed to do what these people that had been doing for years and years to, to recover. But number one goal was to put the food down. Without that, I wouldn't have the clarity to work the 12 steps, you know, and, and, you know, and being in the pro and to give it away. I could not give anybody what I didn't have yet. And then it is by the grace of God, my sponsor said, okay, you've been abstinent for a while. Now you can tell people your story and how this is being achieved. So go ahead, like girl. And she said, I'm not going to be following you all day long to see what you're going to put in your mouth. You have to have the honesty. You have to have that spirit, the connection with God. It's between you and God. And uh, you got to do it. At the beginning, I spend my 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 time on my knees all day during my first time being abstinent. Please, God, help me get through without putting the stuff in between meals in my mouth. I was a grazer. So this is my time. Thank you for letting me share. It works if we work. At, it is a miracle program, and I do depend on God for everything today. Now we just the food gradually with my life and my will. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Okay. Thank you so much, Rachel. On that note, we're going to wrap things up. It looks like we are at time. So thank you, everyone. I'm sorry I did not get to some that did show their names. Uh, please consider sharing on the second unrecorded hour. We would love to hear from you or try again tomorrow. Sorry, I missed you. Okay. I would like to thank everyone who has shared today. Um, would, would, um, let's go. Would, Dara, would you please take us out with a vision for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is Dara L., still recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. 
Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.